You're listening to the Great Groups Podcast. Today, Chris and I are discussing what frustrates me about leading my small group. Listen and see if you resonate with any of these thoughts. You're listening to the Great Groups Podcast. Our goal is to equip small group leaders at Brook Hills and beyond to make disciples through effective group ministry. You'll hear from Jay Gordon, who has more than 30 years of experience in leading church small group ministries. And he'll be joined by Chris Amaro, one of the small group leaders for the Church of Brook Hills. And often, you'll also enjoy interviews with other small group leaders. So, enjoy the commute, and thanks for listening to the Great Groups Podcast. Jay. Hey. Good to see you. Good to see you. Man, have I told you the news? What's news? So, I am excited that my wife and I are going to go to middle school camp together. Sweet. We're going to serve together this year. Sweet. We've never done that before. And I am probably, I'm excited that she's going to get to go and we're going to get to do this together for Uh a week. Yeah. And our, our oldest two are going to go with us. But I'm also excited for her to experience her first ever middle school camp worship service. Okay. What do you love about the uh, middle school worship service? 900 decibels. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) It is loud. It is energetic. And it is 600 kids screaming at the top of their lungs. And it is going to be fabulous. Yeah, that reminds me of my son's church. Have you... uh have I told you the story about when he lived in Philadelphia? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I visited him one time up there, and we were entering the church, and there was a lady standing there with a, a basket of mints, and oh. I didn't take one. You know, I thought like my, the, my the breath, kind? Yeah, my breath is already fresh, and so I went, went on in, and, <laughs> and I said, uh, son, why was that lady handing out mints back there? And he said, dad, those weren't mints. They were earplugs. <laughs> oh! <laughs> and I thought, okay, if they're handing out earplugs— yeah, uh, that obviously as you enter, I probably need that's some. a hint. Yeah, I probably need some. <laughs> Being an old man the way I am, yeah, yeah. So that's fun. Yeah, I I don't think I'm called to go to middle school camp if it's uh, that many decibels. Yeah, man, it is a wonderful experience. It really is. Good. Um, yeah. I, this will be my second year doing it. I've done kids camp a lot in the past, and uh, but this is a very energetic thing, and uh, it's wonderful. And it's also it's worship like four times a day too. So. Yeah. That amount of energy Uh four different times a day is really incredible. Yeah. So it's good stuff. Where is it this year? Uh, Lee University up in Nashville. So it should be a a great experience. We're on a service track this year, so it should be a little bit different than last year, uh, but I'm looking forward to it. Cool. So um, we're going to talk about what frustrates me about leading my small group. And Chris, I was trying to think about the title, you know, related to last week's and it sounded a little bit strong to say what I hate about leading my small group. <laughs> I wouldn't say so, that. Anyway, so we settled on... There is nothing I hate. Yeah, we're going to settle on <laughs> on frustration. And, uh, you know, I was thinking today, you know, and you're probably listening, asking the question, why on earth would they share about what frustrates me? Yeah, let me just uh, clarify. <laughs> let me just clarify. None of the people are going to be mentioned. <laughs> None of our people frustrate <laughs> well, us. Just get that even, out there. I did not even think about that. I just want to make sure that's known. It's not about Yeah, people. just publicly, I want to say nobody in my group yes. frustrates me. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't get well, that idea. Yeah, we might have four or five more reasons. <laughs> this is going to be like a Paul David Tripp thing, you yes. know, where I th- I've been to like three of his conferences and one was on marriage, one was on parenting. I can't remember what the third one was about. But the unique thing is that all three of them pointed to the fact that I was the problem. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yes. oh, man. You know, and um, this, this just reminds me of a story uh, 
real experience I had. I was uh, a guy I was discipling. We were sitting in a restaurant and I shared uh, something I was struggling with. And I looked across the table and he had this big smile on his face. And I said, what makes you so happy about my struggles? And he said, man, it's just encouraging to know you face it too. And so oh, man. I thought about that today. And, and um, I hope today, small group leader, you just hear us say that you're not alone. Yes. Some of the frustrations you have, we all have. And so you're not alone. So I hope this winds up encouraging. And it may be funny as you hear... Hey, they, they struggle with the same thing I do. So, and let's hope it's a short episode. Yes, it's a very short episode. <laughs> I told Chris uh, before we recorded the last one, my goal, you know, for this season, let's let's get a little bit shorter. And sure enough, last time was 25 minutes. That's what we shoot. Progress. In the past. Yeah. Yeah, we used to shoot at 25 and go 30, 35. So um, anyway, we'll, we'll be under 20 this time. Let's see if we can make it. And that's that, a so. good thing for this content. Yes, that's a good thing for this content. So... Yeah, the first thing I, I thought of is when people seem satisfied where they are spiritually. Um, you know, I just, um, I'm excited about the Word of God. I'm excited about spiritual growth. And sometimes um, you just don't see progress mm. in people's lives the way you would want to. And, you know, sometimes that can be frustrating. And uh, I'll tell you, I, I mentioned I've really the last three years, scripture memory has really transformed my life in a, in a big way. And, and so I, I chose this monthly scripture, you know, every month we have a new scripture and I'm just seeing no traction in people <laughs> memorizing that one scripture a month. And so it can be a little discouraging, you know, when, um, people, when our excitement does doesn't transfer to people. Yeah. I, I definitely resonate with this and it's it, it, more, it's, pride for me, I think, than anything. Um, we talked about Dwell beforehand, uh, which is, is, is an app. Um, and there's there's a voice that I use in Dwell. His name is Gregory. And uh, what I love about Gregory is he's a storyteller, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, because you can listen to someone narrate something and to tell something, and it can be very dry. Gregory is straight up a storyteller, and he reads John 15, 12, love one another. Like just, He just <laughs> delivers Jesus saying, love one another. And I say this to say, there are times when I'm preparing a lesson or preparing um, a discussion, you know, questions to discuss or talk about in certain scripture. And I'm like jazzed. I'm ready to go. Mm -hmm. This passage fires me up um, and I deliver it. And it's just like blank stares of just, yeah, we, we, we know that verse very well. Crickets. (laughs) Yeah. Like, where have you been? We've we've already studied that. And you know, that resonates with us. And so I just kind of go, Oh, okay. All right. Well, I was excited. Mm -hmm. Wanted y'all to be too. (laughs) Yes. Yes. All right. Another reason is when I feel like I don't have the time to be all I would like to be in people's lives. You know, just just one instance. There's a couple in our group. uh, They're both sick, and I, I was hoping we could get them a meal over there. I don't know if anybody else was able to today, and I didn't have time to track that down. Or and. You know, I'd love to be just uh, more involved. I mean, I, I want to live life together with all the people in my group. And, um, I mean, I try to do that, but it's uh, it's just, it's hard. You know, life happens and it it's it's hard. So, yeah, man, um, I'm going to call myself out and my wife out. Uh, <laughs> when I'm not calling you out personally. I advise you not to call your well, wife out. <laughs> let me rephrase that. I'm not calling her out, but she does resonate with this. Um, and, and I do as well. Like there's times when we struggle with, you know, what, what do we not know? You yeah. know, what, what are we not aware of? Or what have we been made aware of as a prayer request, but have just 
completely dismissed it because there was something heavier that came up later and just forgot it. And she did a wonderful thing with the index cards where we actually write out and have something tangible in our hands. Um, But there are times when you feel like you just drop the ball Mm -hmm. because you can't be everywhere at the same time. And there are times when you realize you're a parent and you have kids and you got to take care of them too. And Mm -hmm. um, she just, it burdens her more um, than, than I expected. Um, but yeah, it's, it's something we definitely struggle with there. An encouragement though would be we, as leaders, we want our group to go and serve and love as well. And sometimes we have to realize we can't take that away from them too. Right. We can't be the ones that always show up. Right. They've got to have the chance to show up as mm-hmm. well. Uh, and so find, find, uh, joy in letting your group actually do the work as well. Right. This next one, I know many of you will resonate with, when I run out of time and I've still got 10 more points to share, <laughs> maybe not 10, but <laughs> no, more like 15 yeah. or 20. <laughs> oh, man. Where does time go when you start leading a group? Oh, I am the worst at time management when it comes to a lesson. I, I overshoot big time. And uh, yeah, I, I think a lot of it is going back to that excitement that you have about something yeah. and um but then you get stuck on a conversation, not stuck. You have a good discussion that takes place and you just let it breathe. And then you realize, Oh, I got five minutes left and 16 paragraphs. Right. Uh, It's not happening. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. You know, I just realized we're, we're giving people these problems, but not any solutions. And I thought, (laughs) let let me just give you one here on running out of time. Um, I heard it said at some point, I don't remember who told me this, but they said this, you don't have to teach everything you learn. Ooh, that's and, then good. That, and then that gets you to the question, okay, what do I teach? And I encourage you to, to do this. Spend time with the scripture that you're going to be covering. Decide what your challenge at the end is going to be. And let most of what you say, most of what you do, most of your questions, discussion questions, lead toward that challenge. And that's going to allow you to leave out some things and to include some things. And so that might just be one tip, but maybe we need to think about, you know, let's give some solutions to some yeah. of these frustrations. Well, some encouragement there also. So I had this happen to me, and I, I thought it was amazing after I realized what had just happened. So we started a plan a year ago um, in Genesis. And so we, we went through Genesis word by word, not verse by verse, but like word by word. And just so happens, Pastor Matt taught the same passage, Right. And we kind of were in sync for a while there. But what was great is there was also another uh, friend of ours that was teaching another passage that our friends, our group got to witness. Um, And at the end of it, I realized my group just heard three different takes Hmm. on the same passage, all pointing to Jesus from Genesis, which is wonderful. Um, And yet it was three different angles. Yeah. And absolutely, you could teach the same passage 10 different ways and still land on the same end point. Mm-hmm. Um, and so find joy in that. You don't have to include everything. Mm-hmm. I need to teach myself that. There you go. <laughs> All right, I'm going to give the next one, and Chris, you're going to give us a solution. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, it frustrates me when people sometimes give our meetings a low priority in their lives. You know, I, I think about Hebrews 10, 24, and 25. Don't forsake assembling yourselves together. But, um, you know, it's just... Uh, you can't just go out and tell people, you know, hey, you're giving this too low of a priority. You know, <laughs> I've often heard that um, that divorce is one of the hardest things to navigate as a leader in the church. 
this is also <laughs> just as hard. Uh, the only solution I could give is when you see a pattern developing of, uh, I like what you said, low priority. You know, there's other things that kind of creep in. Mm-hmm. Um, make yourself as visible as a leader as possible with that, either that family or that person that is okay. just not taking priority. Uh, just be present in their life. Mm-hmm. Just show up, text, call, check in on them. Um, not, not in an annoying way. You know, we want to yeah. love, not pester. Um, but what I've witnessed happen is the more that I make myself present in their life, the more they're going to resonate with. I need to be there. Yeah, I need to be in group. I might have said this already a few weeks ago, but there's a, a person in my Sunday morning group that um, hasn't been able to connect all the dots and get things together and get here. And, and I told our group they were going, going through a crisis. I want to love this person into our group. And so we, yeah. the group helped me. Actually, they did more than I did, just ministering to this person. And so that that's kind of an experiment. And, um, you know, one of the things I do is try to just send people a text. Hey, we missed you. How can I pray for you this week? That way they know. I I, I think it's just a shame if somebody misses our group and has no contact from the group. Yeah. I just uh, I, I want people to feel like, hey, they missed me, you know, and, and yeah. uh, they want me there. So I think that's important. That's good. Chris, why don't you share the next one? It was yours. Yeah, definitely. So uh, one of my frustrations is when you are in group and you have to flip the script, you have to call an audible and just throw out the plan for the night because you got to go into crisis mode. There's something that has been shared and you're just like, whoa, we got to stop and talk through this. Um, and the frustration is not that. That's a wonderful right. thing. Yeah. The frustration is I've now thrown the schedule off. I've thrown the curriculum off. Maybe this has happened twice in a row. And now I feel like we're way off on where we should be for a lesson plan to line up with other events and, right. and whatnot. And you just feel like this, it's more administration than anything. Um, but just this clerical failure of scheduling and, and keeping things on track. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'll say this del- delicately, there are crisis modes. And then there are times when you just need to talk through things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I have this weight of, there might've been someone in the room that actually really needed to hear the passage that we were going to walk through. Yeah. Um, cause just cause of the way that the Lord ordains certain things, I've seen crazy things happen where that one verse triggered someone to feel a huge sigh of relief, you know, just because we read it together. Um, and that one, I don't want to feel that weight. I, I hate it when that's a burden, I right. guess I'm trying to say. Yeah. I never want to put, I always want a crisis mode situation to give every ounce of opportunity for it to breathe and for people to be able to share what's really hurting them or what's, yeah. what they're suffering through. Um, and I never want like a schedule to pressure that to not keep going. You know what I mean? Because here's the question. How many times is, is okay for your group to be in crisis mode? And in, in other words, not really cover the lesson at all, but yeah, be dealing with somebody's problem. Yeah. I, that's to me, a, I've got some factors. Uh, okay. The size of the group okay. would have to do with that. Like, yeah. Uh, my Sunday morning group has, has grown pretty large. We're looking at multiplying in, in August in some way. Uh, the larger the group, the less likely you are to do that. That's true. Um, but and, with, and why is that? Uh, you want to share why? Go ahead. What? Because the larger your group, the less intimate people are. The less what? Transparent. Intimate. Yeah. Transparent and intimate. Yeah. The, the yeah. less they're willing to open up on the deeply, 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 yeah. <laughs> the and, deeply hurting stuff. And two, the less they know one another and walk in one another's lives. It's harder. It is for a group. 
and so that's that's one of the reasons I I want us to multiply so that we're more involved in one another's lives. Yeah, and so uh, the size of the group has to factor to in my mind. Uh, man, if that's happening more than two or three times a year, that you're totally in crisis mode, not getting to the lesson. I'm going, hmm, you might want to push some of those things outside of group. I don't know. That's yeah. just about and Well, and you also don't want to develop a pattern of someone can, I don't, I don't want to say this the wrong way, a crisis mode can creep up because someone just wants to talk something out. Yes. Yeah. Like you actually, we want people to be talking outside of group. Yes. And that's we don't want group to be the only place where they feel safe to be able to, we hope that that's a starting point. Mm-hmm. You want that, uh, that flexibility, that, that, uh, transparency to be available at all times and going into crisis mode sort of allows that to happen, mm-hmm. but there's no reason why it can't happen offline. Right. But I, what I think is nurturing uh, to a group is when the, everyone experiences that together. Um, Cause there would be some in the room that were just there and there's the empathy. Um, and then there's some in the group that will actually be there and try to give, I don't want to say advice, uh, but just kind of help navigate through it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. And it, just being transparent, we don't like it, it isn't a pattern in our group, yeah. uh, but there, there are some heavy things going on. Right. And there are some times where you're just like, time out. Your, your daughter is going through what? <laughs> yeah. No, let's, that's right. We need to talk through that. Yeah. Like you're, you, you don't need to feel like you're on an Island. That's right. You know? So, yep. Another thing I wanted to say when you first mentioned that is, um, I just want to encourage you guys as leaders, you don't have to be perfect. There are times you're going to get off script. Oh, there are man. times you're going to have to, start to say flush a lesson, so to speak, you know, and move on, particularly like if you're doing a sermon-based guide, you know, you, you kind of move on and keep those things together. I love what Josh Hunt said in one of his books. Um, he said, you don't have to hit a home run every week. You just need to yeah. hit a single. Yeah. You know, not to talk baseball because we're not doing that, but a great batter is going <laughs> to hit. A great batter is going to have a batting average of 330, 40. I mean, that's an awesome batting average. So, yeah. You know, so just think of it that way. You don't have to be perfect. But um, mm. if the Bible's being taught, people are growing and people are loved, hey, you know, that's important. All right. This the, next one's huge. Yeah. Uh, next is, it's frustrating when I realize I haven't cast vision adequately. And yeah. uh, my group is getting ready for multiplication. I thought we'd been talking about that a long time. And, man, it is um, when people realize that, you know, they're not necessarily going to be meeting weekly with the same people. Um, you know, it, it's, uh, I'm glad that the relationships are such that, uh, that there's some angst in there, mm. but, I I realized the missional component of multiplication did you know, just looking at personally in my group, I haven't spent enough time on that and cast that vision adequately. So people see the value is more important than the loss. Yeah. In that. And so, I, uh, Go ahead. I was going to add, I, I think, honestly, like the number one killer of groups is complacency. And it may sound strange to say that because we, we want small groups to be a safe place that people can always expect the small group leader to be, and they just need to show up and just be prepared to just be present, right? We want our, our members to feel like they can sort of, when they come in the door, they can turn off. You know, they don't have to mm-hmm. be on presentation. Um, that being said... I want to be excited about what we're going to study, what the plan is for the next six months or the next year or whatever. That may include multiplication. That may include a mission trip. That may include whatever. To have a plan and put a plan in place, like right now we're doing a parallel study of all four Gospels. And so 
over the next 150 lessons, if it takes that long, <laughs> uh, literally, we will have walked verse by verse all four Gospels at the same time, and we'll have a beautiful picture of Jesus in that process. Um, and I love that my group is excited about that, mm-hmm. right? It kills me to think, okay, what are we doing after that? Because <laughs> yeah. now I'm like, the pressure's on. We got we got to put a plan in place. Because right. I don't want there to be a moment where our group feels like, well, are we just going to show up next? Like, but you know, we're just going to be there. Yeah. So. Yep. Cool. I sort of sort of tangented off that, but there you go. You got my point. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, just remember, God calls us to be faithful. Uh, we've shared some of the frustrations, some of the things that frustrate us. Um, I want to encourage you to get your joy from God's call in your life and not what other people do. You know, there are prophets in the Old Testament that um, God said, God told them, you're not going to be, you know, people aren't going to follow, but you go preach anyway. And so our faithfulness is what's important. And so love to give you a challenge every week. So here's your challenge for this Mm -hmm. week, small group leaders. Identify your major frustration in your group and give that to God. And just walk in faithfulness from that, but give that frustration to the Lord. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening today. We want to get, want you to catch all the episodes of the Great Groups Podcast. And the best way to do that is to subscribe on your favorite podcast listening app. And by doing that, each time we drop a new episode, boom, it magically appears in your podcast app. Magically. Magically. Thanks for listening. Well, that's all for this episode of the Great Groups Podcast. Please do subscribe on your favorite podcast app so that you won't miss the next episode. Also, visit us online at greatgroups.org and leave a comment there. We would love to hear from you. Thanks again for listening today. We'll be back next time with a conversation that inspires you to make disciples. And that's the point of Great Groups, make disciples.